Welcome to the Deep Dive, round one review time for 2019, the first review episode. How are you, Mr. Smith? Very good, very excited to be doing the first review of the season. The original show. The original show, what we know, uh, what we love doing the most is talking about what actually happened. Talking about real facts. The football field. That's it. And none of this rubbish. (laughs) No more, you know, salacious news. No more Reese Palmer no throwing shoes. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's all just football now. This is very exciting. Yeah. We've been waiting quite a while. Obviously, we've been talking about AFLW, but with not as many teams, it's not really. It has. It's not like we've been able to go as, as sort of far away with this. With that being, you know, so bit early on, you know, in terms of its absolutely history. It's not our no, forte but, yet. Yeah. Well, no. I think ultimately AFLW is going to be a lot bigger. It's just it's only in its third season. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's, it's, it is what it is now, but. There's a lot to chat about through round one. We're going to do a full uh, review breakdown of all the nine games. So this is the first time you're listening to it. Basically, we do two versions of the show. So preview and review. Uh, the They are pretty self-explanatory, but the review is just looking back on the previous round and the preview looking ahead to the round to come. Uh, the preview probably has a little bit more news in it as well. A little bit more. So we covered, uh, if you want to hear us talk about the Marvel uh, Sandy Tobacco. Terrible Surface. Uh, that's probably something for you. But yeah, the review is more kind of just going through all nine games and having a, a good old chinwag uh, around every game and, and sort of talk about the narrative of the season, where things are at, what players went well, what players went poorly, what tactics went well, what tactics went poorly. And, and look, as the season goes, the conversation is going to evolve. Well, it's um, part of the name yeah. of our podcast, AFL Deep Dive. This is where we actually do the deep diving because we've diving. actually got some stuff to talk about. Obviously... We could try and tell the future uh, in the, the previews, point, but no. we don't really know no. what's going to happen. So what's the point? There's a million other people out there doing yeah. that for us, and you probably get enough of that anyway. So Yeah, and we don't spend hours kind of speculating as well. Like, there's been all this stuff. You know, it's so the new cycle is so bad now. It's like, oh, was James Heard coach? No, he's not coach. Like, every, like, two minutes, he's, there's a new news story, and it's he's like... He's doing special comments for Channel 7 or... No, no Triple, Triple M, M sorry. M. Channel 7, Triple M, same thing, aren't they? Well, not really much of a difference. No, yeah. same people. No, it's <laughs> true. But anyway, so that, that we're going to bang through these few... Uh, not all these nine games, and, and yeah... This will be a fun sort of hour and a bit. Generally, some of these episodes can go for a bit. But I think earlier on in the season, probably not as long, I'd imagine. But we'll see how we go. Massive thanks to our sponsors, Hops to Home. So Hops to Home is a craft beer delivery service. So this is the first time you're listening. Check out hopstohome.com.au. Really, really good craft beer delivery service that deliver craft beer directly to your door. They do 10-pack sizes and 20-packs as well. And they do a really great curated... Uh, selection of canned craft beer and all craft beer is as fresh as it can get so they get beer directly from the breweries uh, as soon as they can right on the straight day. off the like, canning like, some line. of them are like five or six days old like yeah. that's how that's how fresh they which are which is an amazing turnaround because we're not talking just victorian beers here we're talking right around the country yeah they coordinate it really well so they get the stuff as soon as possible and some nz stuff Occasionally? Uh, I think they have had a couple, but yeah. primarily they're focusing on Australian. But yeah, they do show a little bit of because NZ has got a pretty good craft beer scene. So they have. I'm pretty sure that you're right. They have had a couple of things, but um, yeah, definitely check them at hopstime.com.au. Heading into winter, I'm sure we're going to start to get some dark beers as well. Yeah, absolutely. So if it's your first time, if you use our promo code yep. AFL Deep Dive, you receive twenty five dollars off, off yep. your first order, which is an amazing. Uh, discount, discount yeah. and obviously the prices anyway are really really good and you obviously get it delivered straight to your door so you're saving on petrol so you're doing your bit for the environment and you're getting fresh 
Bevies, straight to your door in time for footy. Well, I guess in terms of the environment, like, it's still travelled here. Do you know what I mean? Like, the the, the post is still... I guess he... Is he on a motorcycle? Like, a, he's on... He's using fuel, though. He's oh, still yeah. got a bit of footprint. Like, <laughs> no, so, but, you're saving on petrol. That's... Well, yeah. Yeah, that's better. Why they're, they're, they're using their fuel. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you as the consumer. You're, you're as the consumer. Yeah. You're saving. Save money on beer, save money on petrol. Actually, you know what? If the post is coming anyway, he may as well bring beer. That's like, if well. he's bringing bills, he may as well bring beer. Make it easier to Easier. open the bills. Uh, well, that's right. Drink the beer. So, <laughs> I've got a thousand dollar water bill. Woo! Net that can. Well, better no, drink to res- that. Responsible drinking. Uh, drink wise. Yeah, Won't miss a moment if you drink one. No, but honestly, big uh, thanks to our sponsors, Hopstone. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they are back on for 2019 and we're massively excited. You must check them out. Hopstone.com.au. Also, big uh, mention to our uh, partners in Beyond the Game. Uh, this is not a plug because we actually do stuff with Beyond the Game. Beyond the Game is, uh, well, well we obviously do stuff with um, Hobster Home, but more directly like we're actually creating content. So every Wednesday is at 7.30. We did one earlier tonight on uh, Beyond the Game TV uh, on uh, Facebook, on their, on their page there. We do a really, really cool uh, little show for them, um, which is kind of this show, but yeah, it's the preview. So... It uh, goes into the games to come. And, Just watch uh, it. You'll get an idea. Check out the trailer. We're, yeah, <laughs> what we're, we're on about. So, yeah, yeah the, it's the a trailer's a good funny trailer one. that uh, Old Mate Ed's made our, yeah. our producer slash uh, Beyond the Game Man. But... We couldn't have done it, so... That's true. Kudos. We, no, I'm not going to go with it. It's, no, it's no. Just, it's fantastic. It, yeah, it, just, it plays like an action movie. You've got to check it out. Because uh, when you think about it, how do you do a trailer for a podcast? podcast. Not sure. Not I think sure. you might have figured out something because it's hilarious. So definitely check that out. Also, good luck to my voice tonight as well. I've got a cold. Apologies for the sound in my head. It sounds terrible. I don't know how it sounds for you guys, but we'll see how we go, uh, particularly in this episode. Uh, I've got a fair which bit of wine and little... water handy, ready to go. So that... Might Should help, help. Might make it worse. We'll wait and uh, see. But... It, it is a, a Shiraz. That might dry things out. But anyway, we'll see how we go. So, as I said, big thanks, Hops to Home. Um, thank you for being on board. Check them out and utilize that deal. It's a really good one. Uh, so, AFLW uh, Grand Final to come. We did a breakdown of that in the preview episode. So, if you're wanting to hear talk about that, that's in that episode. Uh, and yeah, let's let's get into round one. So Carlton Richmond, the inaugural uh, beating wasn't uh, quite the beating as it has been in the past. And, although uh, there's a night. Although uh, if you had to just watch the first quarter and then gone to bed, uh, you would have thought it was going to be one way street for yeah. Richmond. They were up by about forty one points. Yeah, quarter time it looked like an absolute horrendous game. We got together, we watched this together live. Uh, and it we looked, thought this was the worst. It looked round one game we'd seen in a long. Well, since time. last year, yeah, yeah long time. Yeah. Twelve months is a long time. Well, no, but last year Carlton were up at quarter time. They kicked the first five, and then True. they won two games for the rest of the year. That's an incredible statistic when you think about it. They they yeah, they, they beat the, kicked the first five goals against the minor premiers, and then they won two games for the entire year. Were they the premiers? Richmond, no, 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 last year is 18, we're in 19. Richmond won in 17. Yeah, so last year they beat the Premiers. Oh, sorry, you're right. Actually, yeah, yeah of course, no, you're very, very, that is true. And I'll, well, I guess the money, sorry, money yeah. of that uh, year. Yeah, yeah. Apologies, no, well, you're right, at that point they still were so absolutely the Premiers because yeah. it was only round one. Absolutely, no, but anyway, look, 
What do we think about this game? So, in, in the final score, 64 to 97, well, 9, 10, 14, 13, Tigers by 33. So. Well, about halfway through the second quarter, we actually started to go, oh, hang on, this is not a, as boring. Carlton have finally found their mojo, mm. worked out their systems, worked out that they were wearing blue. Yeah. And when they got blue the football, yep. they kick it to another person in blue. Mm. I don't know how more challenging it can get for them than kick it to a person in blue mm-hmm. and then they started to fight their way back Richmond I think turned their brains off for a little bit there or I don't know it was it, was, it became a contest which was the main thing because through then up until the last uh, sort of halfway through the last quarter it, Carlton still had a sniff and then Richmond well, they got within two goals yeah, and so then, it, and then, was, and then yeah. Geelong, oh, Geelong Richmond's uh, big guns all stood up, and rightly so. They sort of... Cotchen was great all, all game. We thought Martin was pretty quiet early on, and then he started to work his way into the game. He was game. okay. He, he was okay. a great game. No, but you don't... It's pretty hard to <clears throat> set his standard and have his type of normal games week in, week out. They're pretty ridiculous. Like, Rance tried to stand ex- up, but he landed funny. Did. Um, can't expect someone like Dustin Martin to have 28 touches and kick three or four goals week in, week out. No, I know, but he was a little bit lethargic. He was a little bit He, he, looked, he, looked, he looked a like little bit, yeah. A little bit underdone, but obviously the, the Richmond structures, um, how well gelled they are as a team unit, mm. uh, really... Uh, shone through and that's why they were able to get over the line there was a lot of spirit and a lot of heart from Carlton obviously they, they've got to get rid of all the excuses of um, close losses and, and honourable losses and all that type of stuff I get that but they're coming up against one of the powerhouses on the first game of this season mm. they did they did pretty well, and there's a lot more signs out of this game. But at some point, it's going to. But at some point, it's got to get to the point They've where people look around. at it and say, "Well, hang on a second. How many honourable losses do you have?" They can't. Yeah, the the set, the teams that aren't probably in the top echelon, which you and I think there's probably five or six, can't have got to really push those games and win probably half of them. So yeah, look for me. I mean, look, just as a bit of a starter with round one, I thought the standard across round one was fairly poor at times. Yeah. Uh, particularly in the first two games, which we'll get into. I think by the time it got to D's Port, Port, I think by the time I saw Port play, I thought, yeah, th- th- this is easily the best performance uh, of a team for the first six teams that played. Um, but anyway, we'll get into that in a sec. But. I think a lot of nerves early. I mean, Lynch Lynch kicking the first goal was really exciting. That sort of you know got the crowd really up and about. I thought the pressure from the Blues was really good. Um, I, I liked the the Blues sort of tactic to handle Dusty as well with this whole slapping of his hand, which has been covered a little bit throughout the week. We noticed that throughout the game as well. Uh, I thought the offensive style from Richmond was good. Um, the connections were pretty good. Hawley actually looked like probably the best player on the ground for a big big section of the game, which does concern me leading into. Uh, tomorrow against Collingwood, which we can listen to that discussion in the preview. Uh, but yeah, look, Richmond was swarming pretty well. Uh, they kind of took their foot off the gas, which is not great. About halfway through the second quarter, if not slightly earlier, I did feel like they put the cue in the rack. It, it really, well, it wasn't a great game to watch, if I'm honest. The first quarter was all Richmond, and and it was pretty boring. And then the second quarter was just Richmond sort of like lying down and thinking, oh well, surely Carlton are gonna well, the second, gonna, gonna hold throw the really boots in at one point. But the it's just quarter. boring. Like it was, it, we we were both. I'll be honest. Like I was fairly bored. Like I, and I loved the game, but it was fairly boring. Um, it felt like a long game, which is not great to start the no. season. 
Um, but I thought Carlton was switching pretty quickly in the second quarter. It wasn't just that Richmond had laid down, like, to, for, you know, all due respect, it wasn't just that they put the cue in the rack. Um, I, I just thought the Blues were just more efficient in that second and third quarter. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, obviously, Richmond realised at one point that, look, hang on, we probably can't let this go, and then just turned it up two or three gears, and, and they were clearly, clearly in front. Lambert, so much polish. Uh, they didn't really yeah. let the Rance injury, you know, sort of distract them too much. Um, and yeah, I thought some of the tactics from Carlton were good, but Richmond, you know, obviously too much polish. Yeah, absolutely. Richmond, very clinical, as you pointed out. The Rance injury didn't uh, really affect them at all. To be honest, he didn't, for me, have much of an effect on the game. I think he was no. quite sloppy and and looked underdone at times, so it didn't affect them. Plus, They've got a brilliant backline and brilliant structures in place. So I don't... Well, it's a massive loss for football in general and obviously a big loss for Richmond. It's not one that they can't uh, cover and I think they will be fine for the rest of the year without him. It was interesting to note, though, how dominant um, Cripps for Carlton was once again. It looks like, though, players like Dow, uh, Setterfield and... Uh, Fletcher in particular have mm. given him a bit of um, breathing space. Yeah. They, they, were, they helped around the midfield a lot more and you just didn't see that last year. So hopefully that can continue because having a, a Jamie Cripps and people like Bonham Powell, these guys that are the next generation of Oh, McKay's game as well, yeah. Yeah, um, to free those midfielders up and not having to do absolutely everything, uh, we'll get to see their, their full uh, repertoire on yeah. the footy field. So, yeah, look, Richmond just superior in in all facets of the game, more A graders, more B graders, and they were able to just get get over the line and, and do what they needed to and, do at the end of the so game. Just so much more experience, yeah, yeah, and that's it. I mean, they still led at every break as much as people are getting a bit excited. I mean, it was five four to one point, which is obviously terrible, and then four four to seven eight at two uh, second quarter to us at half time, and then uh, three quarter time eight eight to ten eight, uh, and then nine ten to fourteen thirteen. So that, yeah, Richmond led at every break. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't I, look. There was some. I mean, look, disposal efficiency seventy one percent for both teams, but it was a pretty scrappy game. It's not too much to read into this. Everybody looked pretty underdone and pretty nervous throughout a lot of it. Um, Carlton won the disposals. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, some of the key indicators. You know, uncontested. Carlton won two forty seven to one ninety five. I don't know, Marks and so 58 to 11. Like, to be honest, I think this is a pretty forgettable game. There's not yep. really a heap to look into this. Uh, more Richmond, uh, nine more inside 50s, so it's not, you know... So massive. that really shows the difference in experience. I mean, well, that's Carlton, had more, more opportunity. Carlton had more of the pill, yeah. more uncontested, so it's a clear sign of overuse. Without a doubt, yeah, and, that, and that's pressure as well. Like, yeah, and, and young and all that type yeah, of stuff, so... so. There's a few little things out. I mean, look, Walsh, most kilometres in his first game was amazing. So he had the most kilometres of anyone on the ground, which I thought was was, was very impressive. Um, once again, Lambert clearly is, you know, I know I mentioned him before, but just to highlight it even more, I think, you know, just, just, he's clearly such an amazing, uh, quiet achiever. Um, what a story he is. And, and yeah, I mean, I, so just to kind of go into a little bit, we did talk about this a little bit in the preview, um, but to a bit more detail around it, I honestly feel and we were asked throughout the week quite a lot what, what do we think with the Rands injury and I guess I'll try to address this you know a few things at once um, obviously it's not good but I think personally um, that I think there's worse injuries they could have sustained um, in terms oh, totally. of in terms of the flag um, tilt I think um, uh, Cochin to get an ACL like that out for pretty almost guaranteed the whole year is um, 
is would be worse, I think, than Rance. Um, I think there's other defenders that can play tall. Obviously, he rebounds pretty well, and and you know his ability to switch from defense to offense is, is what makes him a good player. But yeah, I I, I think to be honest, Rewalt ACL as well would be worse. Even Nankervis would be pretty bad because obviously losing Yurakwin and Grigg. Um, no good at the moment so I, I don't know I, like I think Nan Curvis yeah. right now would have been a bigger blow to Richmond people think we're crazy for saying that but I, I, I honestly I remember techno, no we, we were together I was like I honestly think that's worse yeah yeah, absolutely um, and, and some of their link up players I think they can cover that anyone in that back you don't want another key defender going down that would that would make things really challenging well but, yeah but someone like a, even a Shane Edwards or a, well, a Gareth Wade to come or, in as well. Like, like that's that. the thing. Like yeah. it's it's not end of the world. You know, not end of the world, definitely you, not. You pointed out in the in the preview can assist as well. Yeah. Uh, Ellis Bol- Bolter as well Bol- just got dropped. dropped. Like you know he, yeah. he's going to be fighting lots. for. Oh, look, but you're right. You don't have a, a, a really known ruck. To, no, to, that's uh, one of Richmond's up. biggest yeah. problems. To be honest, they're light on in the midfield and particularly in the ruck department. They're stacked in terms of defenders. They've got Grimes, Asprey. And and Vloston can all play tall. Like Vloston, not as much, but he well that's and Griggs can eventually come back. Yeah. Hawley's only looks like Hawley's only gonna be the one week. But uh, anyway, look I I, 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 agree. I, I don't I think there is big... far worse scenarios. Like you can't tell me that, that Rewald is not a worse scenario. Like that means then you basically have Lynch is gonna have to kick seventy or eighty. Like yeah, at, at a, a new club. At a brand to, new club trying to learn played, the running patterns. All played for absolutely. months. And coming off an injury. It, it, uh, yeah. yeah. It's probably it's a bigger loss for AFL than it is for the Richmond Footy Club. I oh, people and yeah, look, people love Rance, and it is what it is. I, I, yeah, he's obviously a very good player, but there is actually just to highlight it too. There is actually a small window that he could return this year. It's oh, actually, he's backing himself in for finals. But this is the thing. Like, I don't think people. Re- I think people think this is a joke. There is a, a absolutely. So, just so you're aware, I guess we'll, we'll run through it because I only heard this covered very briefly in the news. It's it's more important to talk about James Heard coaching in, in the news. But um, what is far more interesting is so his uh, so the, the tear that he got on his ACL is actually the best tear that you could get. It's a, it's a full tear. So I know this sounds weird that a full tear would be worse than a partial tear, but there are certain tears that you can get. And my understanding is that the full tear is actually better because they can the way they can graft it or whatever the word is uh, on. Uh, is actually uh, better from a healing perspective. So if there's sections of it that uh, is sort of sort of hanging on, and it can be much more problematic. Is, is without you know non you know medical terms. So the short of it is, there is actually a chance that he could play this year. Only- so it's not it's not it's, obviously they wouldn't play him like you know let's say he's just right for the grand final. Gee, that'd be the biggest. Obviously, I'm not I'm not just seem arrogant with Richmond, but that would be a, a pretty big call just for argument's sake. But, yeah, and then the other thing, too, is West Coast won the flag. No Shepherd, no Gaff, no Natanui. So, oh. I'm sorry. Like, they're, they're three massive pillars. Who, who expected... I oh, know this is not going to happen every year, but who expected Dom Sheed to, to do what he did? Who, who expected Liam Ryan to turn it up the way he did? Who expected Especially Vardy... After his first half. Who expected Vardy to be that good? I mean, exactly, yeah, dropping the ball and everything around yeah. it. I mean, I, 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 I look... This is not over until it's over. And I, I think Richmond still have a very, very healthy list. And I think, honestly, there are far worse injuries they could have sustained. So just, just to... And I think Lambert... Lambert would be terrible to back up what yeah. you were saying. Like, he was... His polish is fantastic. He's one of the most underrated players in the game. Without a doubt. Oh, he, he releases so much pressure off uh, Martin and, yeah. and Cochin in that midfield. And he, he's a genuine... Well, he allows I think, Martin to play forward to some yeah, degree. So. And I think he's... 
very close, <coughs> if not a genuine A grader now. He, he continues to do stuff like that. He's just um, consummate team player. Just goes in, does his job, yeah. gets a lot of the pos- uh, possession, um, both in and under and out on the outside. So he he complements both Cochin and Martin very very well. So yeah, I expect him to be one of their most improved players this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if he wins the BNF at Richmond this year. So getting into... So I think that's probably it for me. I don't know about yeah. you. I, I, I'm kind of... It wasn't a very good game. I, I don't think there's a lot to take out of it. Richmond, you know, Hardwick after... Well, that's it. Yeah, Hardwick after the game was like... Well, they asked him, you know, what, what do you reckon out of 10? He was like four. Four. And that's probably... And then, he, then he dropped it to, to three. three. Yeah. yeah, so a bit of fun. Well, um, I'd be annoyed too. I mean, look, they should have put their foot on the throat in the second quarter and really punished them up to yeah. halftime as a bare minimum. Should have been up by 60, 70 points at halftime. As a bare yeah. minimum, they needed to go to halftime, not to quarter time. And imagine then turn around and be like, oh, well. Before we just get quickly move on to the next no, no, game. Yeah. But imagine how they didn't done that that takes a heap of pressure off them Rance sits on the bench doesn't get injured hmm. who knows yeah, who I, knows I, I, I know it's all semantics we don't go down there but, but that's the type of stuff that these teams and this is what coaches harp on about uh, not resting uh, mentally for a split second because the t- competition is too close yeah. um, teams can turn around really really quickly and almost uh, get in front I mean we'll talk about that in a few games that, that it happened and for some teams it worked and for others it didn't but uh, yeah you just the competition is too close these days for even a moment of lapsing in concentration so pretty lucky to get away with it but obviously they've got enough Experience, as we've talked about already plenty of times, to get over the inexperienced Blues. We've spoken a lot about Richmond, but just really, really briefly on Carlton. We spoke a lot about their youth, but in terms of some of their recruits, like I think, look, obviously Cripps looked really good. Um, I thought the Kerners looked a little bit down at times. Um, for Solo, I didn't think really fired much at all. I thought he was really pretty bad in the first half, particularly. Um, I, I like Sam Fisher's game. Um, so this whole thing's been floating around this week around Sam Fisher's tactics. Um, that Elliot Yo also uses as well around when Martin goes for the... This is sort of hard with an audio for me, but you, you, I'm sure you can understand what I mean when Martin puts his hand out to slap it out of the way. So basically to, to, to base, not, not to grab, yeah. not to push it, not to you know kind of you know injure him, but more just to quickly kind of like dart it out of the way and then lean in for the tackle. It's, it's, I, I, yeah, we, we got asked about it during the week. Um, do we think it's it's a you know successful strategy? Well, yeah, and, and like he didn't have that good of a game, and it's going to be fascinating to see whether other teams do it, and it'll be really interesting to see tomorrow night whether um, uh, yeah, a number of the players attempt it. Yeah, so look, I, I was very impressed by. Well, Fisher. Greenwood's back in, so yeah. it'd be interesting to see whether whether he goes to Martin. Yeah, There's I was in, I was very yeah. impressed by Fisher anyway, regardless of um, what Martin did or didn't do. So look, if he can pull it off, the thing is, he's being able to be close enough to Martin's actual physical torso part of his body yeah. to be able to lay the tackle. That's that's always been the hardest part because he is so strong in the core and he's obviously got the arm strength to push you off quite quickly. So if you can't get rid of that arm and then and, and jump on him quickly, uh, I think you're still going to have a bit of a headache throughout the day trying to cattel, or corral sorry, um, someone like Dusty Martin throughout the game. But... Let's see, and yeah, I thought it was a really good game by Fisher among some of the other younger guys. I thought the young guys for Carlton really showed some grit. 
I thought Wittering, like, there was times where I, I looked at him and I thought, gee, this guy just doesn't look like he can play at AFL level. But he was okay. Like, through the then whole he had game, his moments he ended where, up being okay. Yeah. I mean, in the end, 17 disposals, 13 kicks, 4 handballs, 88 disposal efficiency, which is good. Um, yeah, I mean, he's balanced from contested to uncontested. is good. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's contested. He's the positives, mar- which is good. I think his contested so. mark is where he comes undone. As a key defender, he's got to really... Um, learn how to take those those marks more consistently. I think that yeah. let him down a lot because then he's under pressure to get his loose ball and then key, uh, key forwards all over running, especially if it's someone like Rewalt who's got so much experience. And it didn't help as well with no cruiser again. You know, he's been out of this side for so long. He's so um, injury prone. But yeah, Andrew Phillips, um, yeah, just... You know, even against... I mean, Nankervis is a good ruckman. He's in a great ruckman, but he struggled. But I thought Nankervis had a good game. Three goals is, is, is fantastic. So yes, take, he, you um, would take that from a ruckman in day, won't you? The Nank was, um, was very, very good. I mean, yeah, in terms of... Um, yeah, I, I thought, yeah, very solid. So we better keep moving. Uh, lots to discuss. So into the... Uh, Pies Catters. Pies Cats, which was, you know, very hype game. It looked really good, and... It, Really wasn't. Um, the standard was pretty average, and at halftime, four nine to three four, he's not great. Certainly not very high scoring. Um, the six 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 wasn't looking very good at that stage. Uh, the efficiency going forward from both sides was pretty bad, particularly the pies. The pies uh, wasted a good ten to fifteen shots, I reckon, at, at least. Yep. Um, the pies should have won this game, but credit to the cats that the pressure was great. Yeah. Look. Um, the Cats' defensive structure for me really stood up, I think. Yeah. And not just their back six. I'm talking about the whole team. Uh, they trapped the ball in when they, when they could. Didn't give Collingwood too many opportunities for most of the game. Don't get me wrong. There was some uh, opportunities in the third quarter in particular where the Collingwood mids and forward half really got on top. But unfortunately, or might have been the second quarter, mm. Um but just couldn't convert their opportunities. Again, uh, not young players or inexperienced players. It was Trelaw, uh, Pendlebury, Grundy, and who was the other player? Uh, Cox, I think. Four goals in a row. Missed. All set shots. Yeah. Unforgivable against a team like the Cats. Had they kicked those four goals, even two of those four, over, yeah. it's it's a whole different kettle mm. of fish. They, they put a heap of scoreboard Killer pressure. Cats. Killer Cats. Mm. He was scoreboard pressure on on a um, a pretty uh, uh, team in transition, I would say, at the moment with the Cats. They've got a yeah. little, bit of youth coming through, and they may not have responded the way they uh, ended up doing had the the differential been a little bit greater. So, yeah, yeah. look, as, as mentioned, um, I think earlier, Collingwood's structures are pretty good. It just looks like they've gone back to what they were like this time last year and just... Skill errors. The structures are good, but their linkings are not great. Linkings are great, yeah. And, and their efficiency was awful. Like the cats missing their chances in the first quarter, and the pies in the second quarter. Like it was just pretty frustrating. I mean, look, the, the, the big difference for me was the youth in this game. I thought the cats' youth was better than the, than the, than the Collingwood's, youth. especially in that last quarter. Oh, absolutely. Which we'll get into. So yeah, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know. Like I, cats, you know, at times once again, you know, really went to danger probably a little bit too too heavily. Um, I don't know why. I mean, I think to be honest, like he's still so bad in front of goal. Like I, 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 I know that people, I'm sure Cats fans will get up me, but the reality is, like 
He's got so many assets to his game, but he still misses these key shots. I, I think he, it stops him from being in the absolute upper echelon of the game. Puts an asterisk, like he would be, if puts he kicked an asterisk those goals, next to his game name, doesn't it? Oh, if he kicks those, if he so, so once again he missed a bu- one of them was pretty difficult, but a couple of them were, were Two kickable, of them were very. And terrible. whether it's a Rewalt, uh, J- uh, Nick Rewalt type of scenario where he's just completely gassed from from the amount of running he does, and I, that's the thing. Like I, I, it's hard. Like you know, we're splitting hairs in, in some respects, but if he kicks those goals, he is easily the best player in the game. That's the thing. I honestly think, maybe not easily, but absolutely in, in that top, top two, top three players. He has oh, to be. Because he he's already so damaging. And then if he starts doing that as well, kicks, it's the one thing pretty much he's missing. He, if he kicks two or three goals He could defend a, a bit game. better, but that's, that, that is what it no. is. He's so good offensively, it doesn't no. matter. If he's getting 28 and kicking three week in, week out, well, that's on a regular basis. And that, that's, that's the thing. And he's a little bit older, so he's still, I mean, he, he's still an elite Midfielder and obviously, but yeah, if he can, it's not his goal kicking. It's just his set shot. He's great on the run. It's those set oh. shots in front of goal that yeah, he, oh, can't, go, he, he gets in his head or yeah, whatever it is. Is he thinking about surfing? Yeah, um, is it Monk's Creek? Yeah, Monk's Creek. Oh like, who knows? Bit of time. I, I think. Fanning. I think if he can spend a bit of time with, I don't know what it is. Well, the thing is, he should be spending a bit of time with um, apparently uh, Tommy Hawkins. Apparently, and he, but, having but, a chat. Well, Tommy Hawkins is not that accurate. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. But apparently, he practiced this a lot in the off season. But it's, I mean, I don't know. It's only one game. We don't want to be, you know, very uh, no, let's mainstream media overreaction. No, 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 that's not fair. But I think, look, uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to make that point. The Cats had actually lost their last five at the MCG. I, I actually didn't realise that, that they'd lost their last five games at the MCG. Wait. They've actually been really poor at the G of late. So that I didn't realise. But, yeah, great turnaround. I thought Stanley was really good. I think that, like, they, they've finally got this right, I think. There was two, I know it's only one yeah. game, but this was right. I think he beat Grundy. Oh, I reckon he did too. And it was, it was great to see that there was two... Um, big players as far as physical um, height go that one for each team that really stood up you've mentioned one of them I thought Stanley was really good mm. a, lot, a lot more composure and a lot more physical around the game yeah. around the ground and the other one for me was uh, uh, Darcy Moore uh, I actually think he's oh, a more. genuine yeah, yeah, key oh. defender and legitimate that's why Sydney AA. went after him yeah, yeah. and legitimate AA I, I did, up until last year I think because there was so much innuendo about where he was at with his career last year I, I sort of didn't rate him as much but I thought he was fantastic on the weekend and if he can continue to do that. That's going to be such a hard team to score against the Pies with him um, being the anchor down there. Yeah, I think for me, like, so we'll just break it down. I mean, looking at the the winners, we'll start with the winners first. I mean, in terms of the Cats, I think Kelly is pretty much an elite player now. Like, if he's not elite, he's got to be right in that in that next bracket down. So whether it's a B plus A, he he's a seriously good player. Uh, I thought it was Ablett's best game in a while, and and. Like that, the the biggest thing that frustrates me with Geelong over the last couple of years, and the, and to their credit, it looks like they've started to change this. Was the amount of times they overbacked this big three in in Joel Selwood, um, you know, Ablett and, and Dangerfield. I think at times they way way overbacked these players in where with Selwood on ball, you know, Dangerfield as this switch up forward and all the things that they've been doing and, and, and Ablett. Like, I think the times they've played them so predictably and teams have completely read it and the better teams have read it, which is why, in my opinion, Geelong have lost in the finals so early on for the last few years. I think that's because the better teams are like, well, hang on, it's 
pretty obvious what you're going to do. Like, uh, like as soon as you get into trouble, you're going to do this A, B, and C. Yeah. And and teams can they're watching this during the week and training for it. So I, I don't know. I think, but that that to, to you know Scott's credit, he didn't panic at any time. He re- he really let it play out. A couple of times he put Ablett on ball, but I mean you know that they that was a good decision. He didn't overdo it though. And even though I know he said they. I said earlier they went to you know danger field a little bit too much, but they didn't like. There's been times where they way overboard gone for it when things aren't working as much up forward. So I look, Constable was was incredible. I mean, it looks like once again they've discovered a whole bunch of kids, which I just don't I don't know how they keep doing it, but he, he was great. Uh, Parfit, I really liked his game as well. Yeah, uh, Minigola looked good too. Yeah, he looks really <coughs> good. I think he he and, and uh, Mitch Duncan have re- are probably some of the more senior players that are going to relish in this new sort of midfield dynamic. Yeah, um, they get a little bit more responsibility in there with the kids and a bit more freedom as well. And I think it was is it Myers the really Myers was great. he was yeah. really good for a first time as well, player yeah. as well. He was fantastic. Second efforts were great. Yeah. yeah, like he made a couple of mistakes, but then you know he he quickly tried to Try amend it or you know you know add another tackle or just a little bit more pressure. Like he yeah he he was fantastic. Yeah, the cats the cats look really really well balanced. Um, they all look like they're having enjoying their footy. I think yeah. a lot of them weren't enjoying their footy as much last well, so year. So reliant on on a yeah. few players to do everything. Absolutely, and uh, obviously having. Someone like Harry Taylor back where he belongs in the back line definitely helps. Yeah, and in terms of Collingwood, I mean, look, yeah, uh, uh, the biggest problem, Elliot's return I thought was great. Three goals, you know, good on him. I thought Degoe looked really dangerous. He missed a couple of pretty easy shots, but... It's, had a brain fade. It's early, it's, yeah, it's a brain fade, but it, it is early on in the season. You kind of, yeah, I think, I think that's fair enough to some degree. Beams was good. I mean, obviously just gives him another option. I mean, at times... We made this comment at times with Collingwood. It looked a little bit Boston Celtics in that there's just so many really good players that how do they become role players at times uh, to really make things work? Are they a little bit too stacked? Yeah, top heavy. Uh, that might be the might be an issue. I don't know. It's very early on in the season. I saw a little bit of that in this game. Um, just noticed a little bit. I didn't just personally. I, I saw bits and pieces of that where it wasn't. Kind of, Quite clear what you know one was going to do, but anyway, it, it, it's you would very ex- early on in the season, so that might be completely not true. But who knows? And Bucks, obviously, very seasoned coach. Now he will understand what's going on and what's not, and he'll fix that up. I think this is going to be a cracking game. Yeah, and the other thing too is Cats. Once again, you know they're so good at winning these close games. They're eighteen and five over the last five years at winning games that are decided by single digits. So this is the thing; like they just. Games that are close, they, they win the vast majority of them. Yeah, they do. a few, but they win the vast majority. And those few so, probably Hawthorne games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, good game in, in the end, but it wasn't pretty early. The first couple of um, of quarters were pretty pretty average. But yeah, look, it built. It built throughout the game. And uh, yeah, it was exciting to see Elliot up forward as well. He's had so much more of a dynamic. Cox was was not as damaging as, um, as you know, he was in that preliminary final, but I... Uh, how many more games is he going to have like that? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, look, good game. Let's um, let's keep moving. Uh, I don't think there's probably too much to dissect out of the stats. Having looked at it, 71 to 72 disposal efficiency. Um, yeah, Cats won the contested possessions. Uncontested's pretty much even. Uh, marks inside 50. Cats. So look at I mean, this. This is this is probably the worst stat really out of it. Marks inside 57 to 14. Cats 14. So they doubled 
twice as many marks inside 50. So that just shows how much more efficient they were going forward. The pies look like a mess going forward. So and if they, they can fix those, those little, that, they they fix those fix little things yeah, up. Yeah, and they, they will, yeah. yeah. And the other thing too is, you know, with Beams coming in and Elliot has been, hasn't played football for ages and like, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be issues here and there. And yeah, that forward structure is slightly different. So they're just probably getting used to that. But And Taylor Adams, they still don't have back, which will be back soon. He, to me, is one of the most underrated players in the game. He had one of the best he, he was one of the best players in the grand final, without a doubt. Absolutely. So for me, I mean, if had Collingwood won, he would have been right and right up in the Norm Smith. So for me, yeah, I, I think he'll he'll add even more polish to them as well. Um, yeah. So inside fifty is pretty much. Oh, well, Cats won it by ten actually, forty eight to to fifty eight. But anyway, I don't think. Yeah, that, that it is what it is on on paper. Next into the Saturday games, D's versus the Port Power, uh, 61 to 87, 97, 12, 15. Wow, what an effort by so the big Power. Upset. Massive upset. This is when it really started to turn because it was like, okay, Carlson got within two goals. Gee, that, that was surprising. Uh, Cats, I don't think Cats beating Pies was a massive upset. It was a slight, mild Small, upset. Mild upset. We both tipped, yeah. tipped the Pies, but it wasn't like it had really gone off the rails. But this is when it, all the away teams just started winning. Um, well, not all of them, but some of them. So Port. Wow, what do we think about this game? I, I, I really well, enjoyed it. One of the, it was the best game, certainly, of the round that up to this point. Yeah, definitely. And look, it, it looked like everything was going the way it was meant to go. Close game, but you thought Melbourne, for a large part of the first quarter, and particularly the heights of the second quarter, were in control, and that they were going to always keep Port at arm's length, and then it all changed from for lots of reasons. I think... Um, Melbourne went off their game plan for whatever reason and Port Adelaide just become a lot more efficient with their ball use and in particular their the old heads. Obviously, Rockcliffe had his best game for Port Adelaide, probably one of his best games in the last three years, 44 touches or whatever it was. Mm. Uh, old mate Boak uh, had a very good game as well. And as if you have not been living on the other side of the world, you would have noticed that Mr. Westhoff, who's almost as old as Yoda... Mm kicked five goals and was brilliant up forward and yeah. he's, he's always been underrated uh, he was almost traded I think about three or four years ago I mean, he was on the air a little while ago yeah. yeah so really good return and obviously the much maligned um Mr. Watts down back was down great. back was fantastic. And look, we, we've been part of you know making fun of him at times, but I mean, look, usually make jokes of what he does on the offseason. Well, it's only me? been when he's done stuff though. Like, we haven't like had a go. It's like, only when like swimming and tits comes yeah. out. Like we have to say something. How are we supposed to not comment on that? It's hilarious. But I, I, that said, like you know, you did feel for him in that post game thing. But yeah, look, he he was that you know he yeah he was fantastic. He he he. Really, you know, he was winning, you know, two he's on one. Con- like he was winning two on one contests. Like he wasn't just good; he was really good. Yeah, it's so, his seventeen-year-old from ten years ago. Oh, so I, I look. Ultimately, we'll start with the winners. I think Port had a much more attacking style of game, uh, Voss style. I wrote in my uh, my notes, yes. Voss style attacking game. That's that's for me. What, what was just super exciting to see. Please. Sorry, if you no. don't understand Voss style, just do a YouTube clip oh. and. Type in Michael Voss, Kesara. Then you'll understand. <laughs> Don't know if that would work. You could try. It's, um, what was that? Uh, well, Collingwood Grand Final. Final we yeah. got, that'll come up. No, but like super attacking style of football. Just, just They were a lot more aggressive, clearly. I mean, they uh, basically took Gorn to the cleaners, um, which, was, which was what it was. Uh, we might have a bit more on that for you soon. But yeah, that was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, look, Nathan Jones. I mean, look, obviously there was that horrible drop. 
He was looking directly into the sun, but I don't know it's a little harsh to him. He's been I pretty good it, through yeah. his career. I thought like, it was pretty harsh. A lot of commentators and people saying that he spent it before he got on go. Nah, he didn't see it. He he almost got a falcon. No score last quarter from the Dees, which was horrendous, though. That's, that is that bad. Just, so, 9 7, 9 7, that's it. So, 9 7, 12 15. One thing that really concerns me about Melbourne just at the moment is their foot speed on the outside in particular. Yeah. So, look, and this will all change when it's they start getting days, players and, yeah. and when they get players back. But I just thought they looked a little bit too slow for today's football right at this moment. And look, they've got some phenomenal players, I thought. This was probably a game that they definitely shouldn't have lost, but I'm not too surprised because I actually think Port Adelaide a pretty good side. And obviously, they're going to have to readjust as you, um, Lewis has come back, mm. as May comes back, uh, when they Lever. get Lever back later in the year, all this type of stuff. So there's a little bit of changing. Um, obviously, Donald still looks brilliant up forward, I think. Sam Wiedemann looked it was good. dangerous, didn't... Do a lot of scoreboard damage. Um, Salem was a phenomenal. I thought he was really, really good. Melksham was pretty. Melksham was pretty well, good. Yeah, yeah there's lots of signs, but Port Adelaide looked. They just looked more like a team when they needed to. Yeah, I think so. We'll just go a bit through more on Port. I thought the defense from Melbourne uh, down back was pretty bad at times. They basically let Westoff do what he likes. Uh, five goals is pretty outrageous in this sort of day of football. So that that wasn't very good. But the, the exciting thing was, you know, we saw a lot of the Port future. Uh, I really like Butters and Rosie. That was really exciting. Uh, Marshall's game was super impressive as well. Um, yeah, we definitely saw the future of Port. And, you know, Dersmer as well, I thought was great. Yeah, Dersmer. So that, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I felt, to be honest, it wasn't just like, wow, how good is Boke and Gray and, and Westoff and these guys have been around for a while. I was super excited by the youth. Yeah, Zach which Butters is, which and, is really exciting. and Dersmer, like, they brought some zip and, and some real good forward pressure tackling and all that type of stuff so yeah sorry I agree I, I should have mentioned that earlier when I was talking about the old heads the old heads just got no, 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 the no. line yeah. yeah the other thing too was like I, I heard this funny ass story during the week that Lysette um, uh, brought uh, sort of some uh, information across from West Coast that uh, you need to really heavily attack uh, Gorn it's like what 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 oh, so he doesn't like being harassed oh what <laughs> What a surprise. What a shock. I, I assume, Do you like being harassed when you go to work? I, I love it. i just being like kicked and pushed and yeah, it's fantastic. Just not looking at me knocked over. Like that's 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 why I assumed. I, it's amazing that he has that inside knowledge. I know. I, 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 and you didn't even play with him. Well, that's it, yeah. Just no, from another, no, another West side Coast, of the country. No, well, West Coast beat Melbourne in that preliminary final when Lysett was over there. So oh, the so story is that he's come had over had a little and said, hey, FYI, the reason we were able to beat him that day is I really got into Gorn's head and he, he didn't like being pushed, just FYI. He didn't enjoy being abused. No. Uh, anyway, so like that was pretty funny, but no score last quarter. Uh, that was horrendous. Uh, they really yeah. fell away. And it, look, it, it's it's definitely concerning. Um, we're not the kind of podcast that's going to you know sit here and say, is, is the season over? Are they going to miss the eight? Uh, does this now mean that uh, it's rebuilt, full rebuild, full rebuild? Uh, do, do we sack, sack the coach? Do, is is Goody in trouble? Goody, like, out. Is Goody sacked? No, obviously we're not going to go through all no. that. That's absolutely crazy. But uh, yeah, look, it's, it's not great, particularly a game at home. That's the thing. It's not great. Like they're going to have to travel and win some games now, and they really need to win that Geelong game. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, yeah, I, yeah. Unfortunately, I know people say, "Oh, it's only round two, but it's like, well, it does start to add up. Like. 
No, look, yeah. had they had they kicked some goals in the last quarter, maybe not as big an, big of an issue, but they went scoreless. Hmm. That is damning uh, at any time of the year. So it just makes it all that much harder because now they do have to travel down to Gemma um, HBA, yeah. which is never easy. So look, you don't want to be zero and two at any time of the, especially no. at the start of the year. So they could well and truly be that way. I don't think they will. And well, actually, no, I do. We do. We tip. No, actually, I, 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 I actually do. But I think they'll be better, um, a better performance from the D's this week. But yeah, pretty deplorable. And I dare say most of the players there will be scratching their heads yeah. as to why it happened the way it did. It looked like they went away from their their game plan. So we'll see next week. Uh, we won't be too reactionary. I. Uh, but look, once it gets to round seven or eight, nine, and if, if teams are looking terrible. Absolutely, we're going to go hard. But right now, it, there's no point. Um, yeah, look, uh, what, yeah, that's that's probably about it. I don't think there's too much more to discuss than we covered. It's pretty tough. And it's going to be like that for. There's all other the things game. I could is, say, but I don't. I don't want to be kind of over. It yeah. is round one. Let's not and um, let's, let's not forget about it. Because, yeah. yeah, exactly right. Obviously, the JLT is now just a practice game, uh, practice series. None of the players and coaches want. Everyone going uh, balls out and going right. really hard. So look, they're really we're only round one and almost round two are going to be our sort of lead-ins as to how teams are approaching the new rules, yeah. new structures, new teammates, all that I type think, of stuff. No. And again, another game where there's probably I oh know this was during the day I was thinking about the game before um, and just getting used to the addition was a pretty warm day. So that's the other thing. Yeah, it was a hot day. I think the, the concern though before we move on quickly is that the D's I had concerns with them at both ends. So I had concerns with their scoring ability like 61 is, is not great. I know it wasn't a high scoring round to lowest than 66 but that said uh, yeah, no, not to have no I mean yeah, it, it was a bit concerning that I've got concerns at both ends already. I mean, Melksham, two goals, and that's it. He's the only multiple goal scorer. So Brayshaw, one goal. Petrarca, one goal. Wiedemann, one goal. Frisch, one goal. Jones, McDonald, Sparrow, all one goal. So to yeah, not so have we, anyone kick two or three or four... That's a stacked, talented forward <clears throat> It is. Group. Yeah. I don't disagree. And they, and they should be kicking more. Well, but also, yeah, I mean, they're going to have to fill, find a way to fill out Hogan. And I, I appreciate that Melbourne uh, didn't have Hogan at the back end of the last year anyway. And, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, McDonald's going to have to do more than one goal. I'm sorry, but they're not going to go far this season if that's going to happen. It is what it is. Absolutely. Uh, and the other thing, too, is I had concern the other end, too. Like, I think at times their, their defence looked extremely unorganised, which is exactly how Westhoff was able to kick uh, five goals and get eight ends. But it's like... <laughs> So, anyway, but yep. it is what it is. They, uh, Port easily won uncontested. Uh, Marks and Sofford were actually pretty similar, but the Port was so much better with the ball. Uh, Melbourne actually tackles and so 50. They won 12-8. to eight, But, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's probably a lot more trying to just trying to defend things a bit better. And uh, inside 50s, 45-59. to 59. <clears throat> Port by a fair weight. So, not a surprise. Into Crows-Hawks now. So, the Crows lost uh, in a coaching masterclass. Uh, again, from old mate Clarko, 6-1 against Don Pike's Crows. 87-55, Crows 7-13 uh, to 12-15. So, Hawkers by 32 in the end over in Adelaide. What do you think? It's a big yeah, game. well, big game. yeah, big big game, good Better game. game. Better I, game, yeah. I think. It was a little bit more free-flowing still. Obviously, two teams that are renowned for scoring quite heavily. The scoreline um, doesn't really reflect the abilities of... 
both teams. As you mentioned, um, coaching uh, masterstroke by Clarko once again. They've Adelaide have become Hawthorne's bunny. Uh, I think it's eleven of the last twelve Hawthorne have won. Yeah. So yeah, look, it's it's like a broken record though. Um, in a lot of ways, Hawthorne's underrated defence again stood up against yeah. a highly touted and can potentially damaging forward line and, that Adelaide have got. And, and Warbles and Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not jumping on that bandwagon no, just but, yet. Geez, it was bloody, pretty bloody bloody good for a second-year player and, and looks all a bit ready to, to play midfield full-time for the year, which is exciting. But I think I'm more excited about seeing a, a free-moving uh, Jagger Amira. And, and seeing what he potentially could bring to, to Hawthorne, having seen glimpses of him at full tilt as a young player up in the Suns. Very exciting. He's got his pace back, and that just type, takes a key, to, a key midfielder to, to take him out of the game. Otherwise, he's going to have a massive influence. Yeah. And The other thing, too, is Hawks led at every break. 1-2-2-4, 5-4-6-7, 5-6-9-14, 7-13-16, 15 So they led at every break, semi-convincingly, really, aside from half-time. Like, that, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, this was great. The Hawks' pressure and, was amazing. And no massive contribution from the, the forward half. Or a lot of the multiple goal kickers were the mid, so... Uh, I think McAvoy had two or three. Cousins Warple two. Two, yeah. Um, Gunston Amira one four. two. Should have been a lot worse. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. And uh, Gunston kicking four so points. So all of a sudden, yeah, Mr. Dead Eye Dick at, at Hawthorne. Rafford kicked Gunston, three points too. Yeah, these guys here. So there's seven goals that potentially went missing from two plays. You'd think, give, give them half. So half, yeah. 2-1 for Roughhead and... Um, so that becomes over 100 points to 55. That's serious Yeah, so that becomes a serious win. So, yeah, they, they did look uh, much better across the park. Uh, the forward line for Adelaide, for some unknown reason, again, just uh, dysfunctional against Hawthorne. Uh, Eddie Betts gets blanketed. He kicked a couple of goals, but one of them was right towards the end and it was out of a pack he just sort of threw it on his boat it was sort of pretty lucky but typical Eddie Betts in that sense but no goals to Lynch Jenkins or Tex Walker that would be concerning me if I was Don Pike Mm. it's not like there's a big muscly guy at Hawthorne in Hawthorne's back half at the moment they're all quite sort of I mean Spud Frawley's sizable, but he's slow. Yeah. And the rest are sort of mid-size. Slows up or, his header down the hill. Yeah. So, look, their structures, I don't know, they've got to get their structures moving into the forward half right. Otherwise, teams like Hawthorne and, and the top echelons, they're just going to pick them apart. Sisley. <coughs> look great. Yeah. He's, he's a barometer. He really is mm. for Hawthorne. Um, and he, I didn't see him punch anyone or no yell murder. anyone. Yeah. Didn't. Ask for any high fives from the opposition. It's good. Bit of maturity. I thought, yeah. I thought, to be honest, like, just go to back up what you're saying. I, yeah, Hawks structured behind the ball was amazing. Like, I think ultimately that was the biggest takeaway for me from a Hawthorne perspective. Yes, it was great to see a spread of goals but uh, from you know, a range of sections of the ground. But as we said earlier, from an offense perspective, but defensively, they looked amazing. They were just so, so well structured. They were able to just waltz out of there so well. And it wasn't just... That uh, you know the crows weren't putting on enough pressure. It was absolutely they looks their structure was just so much smarter and more efficient. Yeah, they look look like a, a, uh, a very well drilled, well um, developed back six, which they're not really. I mean, Scrimshaw 
There was a lot of question marks around oh, I like him. His game. He was yeah, good. he was quite good. He, I think he just loves being back in Melbourne, uh, back with his family, and it showed on the footy field. So, look, some good signs from uh, from Port from Adelaide as well. I mean, having um, old mate Crouch back in the midfield, he he doesn't look like he's missed a beat. He was fantastic. I think Sloan uh, was quite good. I think they probably lacked a lot of drive off their their back half, which is unusual. I think they generally get a lot of lot of their forward movement and scoring uh, yeah. uh, from their uh, halfbacks. Very uh, unlucky, obviously, with the news of uh, Dode. Um, oh, my Dode. Dode. Yeah. Sorry, we'll get Dode. into Adelaide in a sec. Yeah, yeah and, um, and Richie Douglas. But uh, look, Hawthorne, Alistair Clarkson, um, I think you rightly mentioned in one of the pre uh, 2019 preview episodes that he's going to bring something that none of the other coaches bring to these new rule changes and he's somehow done it again in round one. So Yeah, I've, I've got him in the eight. I've got him at eighth. Yeah. Uh, oh, eight or six or something? I can't remember. Oh, he's in the eight. Um, yeah, so look, uh, Tim, that's not much more we can say about Hawthorne. Like, the kids look really good as well. Um, yeah, and the big thing is, yeah, if Gunners and Roughhead have been more accurate, yeah, it looks looks a lot lot worse. Uh, I thought the the biggest takeaway for me out of this game, the Crows looked like they were aimlessly kicking it into the inside fifty. Like mm. that's the thing. I mean, yes, uh, they, were, they were winning it in the centre at times. Sloan had a massive game, thirty six disposals and a goal. Like he was obviously really good. Nine tackles. Uh, Crouch boys looked good. Laird looked good. Atkins I really liked as well. Malira I really liked his game. That's the thing I can go through. And that they were not. This is the thing. It's not like the Crows played really poorly. They were just completely out coached. But that said, and this wasn't just down to coaching and, and pressure. The Crows were really, really aimless when it come when it came to offensive structures. And I don't know whether there was miscommunications around running patterns or. They just division was poor, or I don't know what what was going on, or they were just rusty early on in the season. I'm not sure. Yeah. But consistently going inside fifty, they looked terrible. Like, yeah. And that, that's a massive concern. Absolutely, especially yeah. You, I mean, you rattle off some numbers then, and you look at the team stats. They basically won every key indicator. Mm. They just couldn't do anything with the ball once it got into their right. forward fifty. So contested, uncontested, yeah. disposal efficiency. Uh, Marks and Zofia 50, they just lost, but pretty close. Tackles and Zofia 50, wow, look at this. 7 to 19 Hawthorne tackles and Zofia 50. <laughs> Far out. That's yeah. a lot. Uh, inside 50s, they won the Crows. So that's the thing. You're right. They did win a lot of key indicators, but they lost the game by 30-odd yeah. points. So, yeah, look, um, yeah, look he's, 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 uh, and Clargo's an absolute genius, and, and he's still at the top of his game and as hungry as ever. Uh, that's what it looks like. Uh, but yeah, massive um, uh, bad news when it comes to Dude. Uh, all the best in terms of his recovery. He's had a full operation, so it looks like he'll, um, yeah, hopefully back uh, next year as soon as we can see. Because I, I think Dude is a good player. So. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and on top of that, they lost Richie Douglas, and he could be out for up to five or six weeks, I reckon. So oh, not not ideal there losing um, someone of his caliber either, especially after a loss. So hopefully they. Can get back on the he can get back on the park yeah. and help just shore up a, a, a better outfit for Adelaide. I think this I don't think that was the best showing, um, and I don't think that's what we'll expect to see from Adelaide no. for the rest of the year. I think they're still a high quality team. I think they just yeah, bit underdone potentially, uh, a little bit shell shocked by the strategy that Hawthorne brought to the game. 
and didn't have a plan B or C Hagrid, that could yeah. work Hagrid is Warpool just, just I know we've already said it but it's just so exciting he's one of my favourite players to watch I love that that he he was so excited to get to get make that clearance. He like pushed Omira out of the way. Like, yeah, so, that's it. Like, uh, so excited. Don't don't argue on your teammate. That's a bit of confidence. Uh, obviously, got a very famous uh, Guernsey this year in the number five. Um, Crimmins, mm. Mitchell. There's just a couple of names. I'll leave it at that. Mm. And Mitchell's obviously spent. You can tell he spent a lot Vickery of time. Had the five or. I think fifty five for Vickery. Okay. Yeah, they thought he was extra special. They give him an extra five. <laughs> So and that was the uh, that was the uh, oh, percentage gosh. of uh, money he took um, for not playing too many games. <laughs> yeah, so I think yeah, Sam Mitchell's obviously had a bit of an influence on Warple. And while I don't want to jump on the whole, he's going to be Tom Mitchell savior for Hawthorne. He's going to obviously uh, take a lot of stopping and obviously take someone pretty good to uh, nullify his. Explosiveness through the midfield. Let's keep moving. We're, only, we're not even halfway. We better, yeah, uh, we better get going because there's a lot to talk about. Yes. Let's get into Doggy Swans. Uh, Heaney took one of the. It won't be Mark of the Year. Someone will he do something a later gapa. on. He did a gapa. He did a full gapa. That was amazing. And then basically, ca- and then that basically was... did everything else for his team. Carry them almost well, to a win. Yeah. So if you missed this game, so the scores at, at quarter time four five to one two, and then six eight to one five. So at half time, it looked like the dogs were going to win this by a long, long way. It was, yeah. This is the thing. Like this, this game. I know what's been covered heavily is more the Swans came back late and it's like yeah yeah but did you see how bad they were early on they look completely inept they look just it's like they co- underdone suffered they... from jet lag from Sydney to Melbourne it was something they <laughs> were very well. not there for no. the first half at all yeah so in the end uh, look 82 to 65 so dogs got it in the end but I'll tell you what it got bloody close the Swans just look so lethargic like they just that West Coast style really after that first quarter like they just, just was so the first half. They just, they were, they weren't. It's like they had no idea when to act to go forward as well. Like there were oh. all these times where it was like, "What are you doing?" Like that's that. There's, there's no, there's no, there's no options. No. Or, or, or like instead of like you know going out wide and, and, and creating some space on the fat side of the ground, they'd be like, "No, no, let's just go straight into inside." Like they were panicking. Like they looked like they just had no no kind of idea of when to go in. It was for, bizarre for me. The Swans, many parts throughout the game, looked like they were moving through uh, quicksand. While when the Dogs had the ball, they were just well. The ground out. was quicksand as well. It was very At much so. Stadium, yeah. yeah, it looked like they were actually sinking right into it though, and and could barely move. Well, Suckling did. Nearly did his angle. He did, yeah, because they were <laughs> skating on ice. Yeah. The the doggies they were moving that quickly. I know it was, it was an very... ice surface. No, I'm all on being either. Maybe that's maybe that's why they've done it. It's in like Grand Slam, so they did tennis, so they have different different uh, services per Grand Slam. Maybe Marvel Stadium is ice, MCG is grass. Well, so we'll have to have we'll have to have, have, uh, we'll have, have a. SCG will be mud because of the rain right, that's the, about to no. come down. So that'll happen soon. No rain over in W or in, in uh, SA, so that'll have to be. Clay. They'll have to turn to clay. That's just cash because like, they've got there's the West Coast ground. It's just money. They just run on like. Bills, oh, that's money bills. over there. South Australia will be the clay court season. That's true. It's just the red dirt there. On to go. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, up in Queensland, <laughs> it's oil. Queensland, oh, it's just booze, cocaine. Oh, swimming pool. Yeah. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's water. Water. We're playing water. (laughs) Well, there has been a lot of underwater games. Sydney just... I've never seen... I haven't seen a Sydney first half like this in such a long time, especially... And no disrespect to the dogs, and we'll talk about dogs. Um, A team that has come off a couple of really horrific seasons, performance-wise, and they just allow them to do whatever they want, and... I think the doggies obviously have just gone back to their basics. Well, the dogs were which a is lot really better, good. but that said, the Swans were pretty inept at yeah. times. But it's, I mean, if you're a supporter for the doggies, you would just be happy to see them go back to the basics and not worry about any flashy stuff. Just run hard, tackle hard, and keep the ball moving, which is what won them a flag a few years ago. So, yeah, and some exciting players too. I mean, um, Norton, he looks like he could be something special for them up forward and... I mean, this is a big if and a big what if. Him and Shaki, one two potentially for the doggies, and it allows um, Bont and Pally just to run through the midfield a little bit more, which I think is what the dogs would prefer. Yeah, I mean, look, the Swans really played two halves. They were horrendous in the first half. They woke up in the second half. They were making it difficult to score in the second half. They structured up better. Um, yeah, I mean, Parker had an incredible second half, particularly the, the last quarter. Um, and even Buddy, who looked extremely underdone, I don't think they should have played him, but he looked a lot better in the second, well, not even really the second half, certainly the last quarter he looked better. Um, but again, like, just before you get into the dogs, I know we've gone pretty Sydney heavy, but it, it's it's interesting to discuss because it's, again, they went to Buddy uh, 30% of the time, like, and he looked cooked. No wonder they weren't getting any scores. Like, this was the thing, like, it, it was just not working. Easton Wood had his measure most of the time early. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so look, Swans, yeah, it's a bit concerning, but as we've said, yeah, it's, it's too early to really go too, too into it. Let's see a, few, a bit more uh, of a data sample. Um, and they have been known to actually be slow starters at the, uh, for the season anyway. And yeah, then, they often and- do this. Like Blakey, I thought, was, was good as well. Like some of the, like, yeah, they're, they're, they've got some, some exciting you know, stuff coming through. Um, it was good to get Mills back and anyway, but I, I don't know, I... It's, it, I'm, I'm kind of re- reserving judgment on Sydney for a little while. In terms of the doggies, like, yeah, I mean, look, Bont looked like he was back to his best. English really stood up. Oh, that was great. Caleb Daniels, the best game I've seen him play in ages. Liberatore was amazing. Liber, our mate. Our mate, we haven't seen him in ages, but no. he, he was great. And um, obviously Mitch Wallace is back to his just normal. McRae as well was, yeah. was fantastic. Hunter I really liked as well. Lloyd's game was great. 2-1, 22 is, is, is really good scoreline. So, I think DeRay yeah. and S- S- uh, Suckling will obviously go back to the way they were at Hawthorne together and, yeah. and be really good drivers off the back half. Yeah, absolutely. Look, there's, there's a lot of positives to take out of it. I mean, obviously they really let let things go, but they regained uh, things pretty quickly, which you know was good. Yeah, for me uh, though, just and it's not a negative; it's just a concern. And I've said it a number of times over the last twelve months: is just the physicality of the dogs. They just don't seem to have enough big, powerful bodies anywhere on the park to really, yeah, to really um, contest the the. Top echelon teams, your West Coast, your Collingwoods, your Richmonds, and your Melbournes, and things like that. I think they can match them for pace on the outside, but if these big bodies at both at both ends of the ground can either outmark or um, outposition the dogs forward or back half, it's it's going to be hard for them to to win a, a score a winning um, score 
against those sides. That's my only concern at the moment for them. Yeah, there's not probably as much bigger bodies and, and nastiness about the side too, which I think they kind of miss a little bit as well. Um, yeah, look, ultimately, weird game because it, it was sort of so slow to take off. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, Jake Lloyd was, was, was really good as well for, for Sydney. I mean, we could definitely go through this more. But I think ultimately right now, Sydney, let's reserve a bit of judgment in terms of where they're at. Dogs will look a bit better, which is good for the competition. Um, the last couple of seasons, obviously, they've been really, really poor. So it'd be good to see them finally, you know, hopefully come back in um, and um, be a bit, of, a bit of a contender because it, it, it's been pretty lean since the Premiership. And they, when they bring their best football, it's such an exciting brand of football. Oh, so attacking. it gets a lot more people in, uh, excited about the oh, game. That obviously. switch at the end to, to Bont when he when he outran the, the, the Sydney defenders to, to score over the top was amazing. It's so exciting. Absolutely, yeah. No, lot, there's lots to like about the doggies but um like you've said with sydney um holding judgment i'm going to hold judgment on the doggies for a few more weeks too just yeah. to and i mean we're going to do it with most of the teams i think um it's only fair way except to for the we, suns no except for the suns i want to win this week they are the suns are all right yeah uh let's keep moving i think in terms of stats um yeah there's probably not as much to discuss out of that sydney won the uncontested 230 to 213 uh, lost the contested though. Marks and so 54 and 15. Tackles and so 50. Yeah, again, like I do worry about the defensive pressure at times as well, um, which does concern me a little bit. You know, they brought people like Menzel in that you know aren't as good as that um, side of the game, which is what it is. But only five tackles and so 50 is not great. <clears throat> Inside 50s uh, in general, 68 to 47. Doggies by a bit. Um, yeah, so look, interesting game. Dogs kind of, you know, should really have won by a fair bit more, really. Uh, let's keep moving into the next game of the Gabba Brisbane versus the West Coast Eagles. Massive win. 102-58, Brisbane by 44 points. If you miss the start of this game, the scoreline at quarter time is 6-2-1-5, West Coast lead. West Coast were not just in front, they were properly in front. And... Every key indicator got turned around. So I'm not joking. Every single major indicator of, of statistics in this game were reversed. Like, it was just a, such a bizarre game to watch. They started nervously, Brisbane. They looked unorganised, but West Coast, looked, you know, switched on. It, it looked like this was going to be a 100-point loss. That's honestly what it looked like. Yeah, and... <clears throat> oh, look... I don't know what to think about this game because obviously, yeah, three quarters versus one. Uh, Brisbane, I, did, did they just turn the heat up? Did West Coast just put all the cues in the rack? Both. Both? Yeah. Who I knows? I watched it. Like, the West Coast looks so lethargic. They didn't score in the second quarter at all. Yeah, so I don't... It's it's difficult. Obviously, kudos to to Brisbane. You and I both mentioned last week that um, there was a potential for an upset, but maybe 10 points max. And they look... Look, for me, Brisbane have this balance about them that they probably lacked last year. And when I say balance, I'm not talking just team balance from a youth and experience perspective, but balance with um, body size so there's enough um, tall bodies and big bodies uh, to match it with um, some of the, the, the other teams they've got enough pace on the outside I think they've got enough um, grunt in the midfield and I think they're going to worry teams everywhere around the country but I think the Gabba 
could be as you mentioned the Gabatois and I, I think, think it's going to be really, back, yeah. yeah I think I it's going to be yeah. super hard for most teams to go up there especially when winter winter comes in um, the southern states Melbourne gets obviously very cold uh, Adelaide gets a little bit cooler Brisbane just doesn't drop to those degrees so no, if there's not still a bit of either, heat there yeah. and humidity yeah, night games up there if there's still a bit of humidity and, and dewiness and, and slipperiness <clears> on the ball they're going to get used to it a, a lot more than um, some of these other teams so look they, they do look like the, the real deal this year I expect them to be pushing top 8 I think there was just I don't know. Don't know what happened with West Coast. Uh, it looks it's so confused. lethargic. What's going on? Again, this is, we're going to have to wait. But I mean, I I thought that they just went to bed. Yeah, it's, they, it's just bizarre. Between first quarter, between the end of the first quarter and the end of the game, they went from six two to eight ten. That's it. Yeah, for just so they kicked eight points and two goals. They kicked two eight from after quarter, quarter time. time. It's crazy, isn't What's it? What's happening? To think a premiership side. That dominated the first quarter could do this. Brisbane kicked fourteen seven from quarter time. What, what, what's what's going? What is going on? It was just such a bizarre game. But it will start with the winners as we try to. But I mean, yeah, look, Brisbane looked great, and we said this in, in the lead in. Uh, if you want to go back and have a listen to our season previous, I mean, McCluggage looks amazing. He looks like he's just developing so well. They, they look so fit. He absolutely looks like a legit, like they made the right call picking him so early. Oh. Yeah. Um Rayner obviously has continued on with his stellar um, start to his career. I think... Oh, I'll put it to you. Do you think... I know it's only round one, but having seen what he perform, how he performed early last year... Do I think Adam Simpson's in trouble? Adam Simpson's very in trouble. Um, <laughs> uh, Charlie Cameron, is he the best small forward going around at the moment? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely, he's potentially the new Eddie Betts. Like, I'm sure Eddie Betts has still got more tricks in his bag, but I mean, I, yeah, he looks incredible. Like, yeah. he, he looks insane. Like, and the Crows miss him massively. Oh, massively. They would <coughs> love to have him back. I think they miss him more than they miss Dangerfield, I'll be honest. Like, I think they're pretty stacked in the center. Like, as much as Danger, Dangerfield doesn't really put much on the scoreboard, we just spoke about that before. So, and we, I, and we obviously highlighted it just before as well that they get enough of the pill. It was, what they did going forward. So, yeah, they definitely miss him, I reckon. Yeah. Um, no, I completely agree. But uh, it's a funny old game because of how bizarre it was. You know, you've got one quarter with one team and three quarters with another team, as you as you pointed out. But, look, Barry looks really good. I thought Hipwood's game was, was quite good as well. But, to be honest, it looked like a game, and I think this is just round one, it looked like a game where, I mean, the Eagles lost round one and they won the flag. They lost... Yeah. Um, to Sydney, Sydney, buddy kicked eight. Like their defence was terrible that day last year. So I don't know. Like I, I, I think we're just gonna forget about this game. They'll just chalk it off. Um, they got Kennedy to come back, Nat Nui to come back. They've got so much to come in. God, uh, Gaff, Gaff as well soon too. So yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I, it was a very, very strange game. Eagles just weren't effective at all going forward. Um, Lions and Neil just, I think, balanced the team out so well. Obviously, they'd love to have Beams up there as well. But I, I, I think McCarthy. It looks like the new beams, which is absolutely bonkers. I, I, you know, I know it's only one game, but he looks really, really good, and he was pretty maligned at Geelong, and obviously he had his injuries as well. And but he he looks great. Changed which scenery, is, and it's yeah rejuvenated his career, and yeah, he looks really good. Uh, balances that forward line out really, really well. Yeah, and yeah, look, I think probably what's happened in reverse. This obviously it's uh, only one round into it. 
but Collingwood have restacked or stacked up their midfield more mm. and look too top heavy. And Brisbane, who released Beams, um, obviously could have been too st- top heavy in their midfield. So I think it's balanced. Brisbane no, I think it was. Be... Well, you said this at the time. I think it was probably a good idea. To kind of summarise it, if you didn't see this game, it looked like a game where a team has had another month preparation. That's what it looked like. Eagles looked tired. Heavy. Top, well, they just looked, yeah, they just looked lethargic. And, yeah. and it was a long way to travel as well. So, anyway, we'll, 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 it's going to be fascinating to watch. Next game, Saints-Gold Coast. Uh, bizarre old game, a game that I'm sure not many people were looking forward to, but what a great game it ended up being. Uh, it was super close all day. Um, absolutely, the Gold Coast should have won this game. The only reason they didn't was just there's just so much youth in this team. Uh, it's just a bit of maturity late. Um, you know, just making the right calls, play the boundary... Um, take time off the clock, like just little little things that, particularly without as many uh, opportunities from the runners to get out there as well. Yeah, talking to these young good. players, almost no leaders in this team. They've just lost two of their captains. So yeah, I mean it, it's quite difficult to to you know really probably get. I'd imagine at this team uh, much weirder. But I, I I thought this they they add they, like I. I I was shocked in the end that St Kilda won. I think St Kilda were, were pretty average in, in a lot very of respects. Lu- very lucky to have won this uh, game, St Kilda. Extremely lucky. Um, yeah, I thought the Suns took the game on. I thought they were aggressive. They tackled very well. Uh, I, th- I thought like, they, they deserved to win the game. Imagine if Lynch was still there. That's what I kept thinking. Like, Imagine if Lynch was this target. Or even Stephen May. Yeah, well, that's it. Like it's it's someone that anyone. we knew. Anyone that we knew. Anyone. But, but had, imagine if this had point. been a Metricon. Yeah, well, 85... Uh, 84, so one point Saints win. So, yeah, yeah crazy game. But um, from what I saw, it, they're still the two bottom dwellers for the competition. Without I think a doubt, the, yeah. I think the game was it's close. Game, yeah. yeah, it was because they're of equal um, skill and level and all that type of stuff. So I don't think they're going to... Uh, caused too many headaches for too many teams. Well, the Suns led at quarter time. Like it wasn't like this wasn't close the whole way. Suns led five yeah. two to four one nine four. Then the Saints in front nine four seven three twelve four ten four. So even a three quarter time, it's only two goals. So it's pretty good for a, a team of an under twenty team effectively. This is coming the thing, up. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Like I, 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 it's I better was at than home. The, it's better showing than they showed in their first two years. From inception, I reckon. Well, that's the thing. Like, I honestly thought a lot of their kids were actually really good. I mean, I don't know who any of them are, but they were, they were good. Uh, old mate, two meter Peter Lacocious was good. Yeah, I mean, two meter Peter. Uh, old mate, Sexton was good. For me, Ainsworth, I quite liked. Two meter Peter. If he can get some good delivery, which is going to take time, obviously, he could be anything because he's oh. so big. Mm. He's just got to obviously. Well, he's, two confidence. he's two meters. Mm. It, Did you know that? Two meters? One ninety eight Peter. One ninety eight Peter. One ninety nine Peter. Two centimeter Peter? <laughs> He's a tiny Peter. <laughs> no, no, he, I mean, he a dribble yeah. kick to him. Well we saw no, what yeah. we saw what Cox was able to do at Collingwood um in that one game. Seen, yeah, yeah. One game. That's all that matters. <laughs> no. Um and, and obviously Ben Brown at <laughs> to be fair. Ben Brown at uh, North Melbourne. He just he didn't fire up. Just got, we'll get to him. Just gotta put just gotta put those jukes up. Get a bit of confidence. Bit of confidence and uh I'll make Peter could uh, really shine up forward for the Suns. They've just gotta learn how Swallow to Swallow was good too. Yeah. Oh, he's I mean, he's got no pressure under him and he's the captain and he played a great captain's game I thought he tried to get he got everything out of himself to try and win the game for him 
Powell's goal late, I thought was really good from you know such a young player to stand up. Old mate Will Powell, who I'm sure you don't know who he is, so that's my heat check for the week. I know we forgot to talk about heat checks, but if you have a heat check, <laughs> we'll quickly look back to it. Oh, no, notes. my heat check's going to be the last game of the oh, round okay. anyway. So, okay, so, well, yeah. there you go. So 19 years old, uh, he's played eight games. That, that goal late to stand up and kick that goal was uh, massive when there was so much on the line uh, and a lot of players were starting to get gassed in the back of the game. That, that for me, was great. So if you're new to the podcast, the heat check is the player, um, not your Dusty Martins or Buddy Frankels. It's the player that you know, steps up, that, that's generally a young player, but it could be a, 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 a maligned. Maligned is the word I'm trying to find. Um, or, you know, a, a Vickery type that just does a big game. Or, showmakers. Know, a showmaker, a uh, Nahas, sort of, yeah. Like a, a cult hero type. A cult hero setup. that... Fans love to... No, they hate to hate. Yeah, Warpole sort of set up yeah. like, you know... But he looks actually like he might be seriously a pretty no. damn good player. But yeah, but not anyway. your big names. Generally, not your big names. There's people on, yeah, on no, the it's out, not a joke. outer ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, it's, you know, step-ups from, from quality uh, that you don't see coming. Um, St Kilda, where do we start with them? Uh, they weren't very good. Bruce, I thought, was his best game I've seen play in a while. Bengal, yeah, same. Oh, my camera was good. Bruce. Look, mm. obviously... Had his uh, issues in the off season, but I thought Jack Stevens was pretty good as well. Mm. And after that, I, I can't. I, I mean, they won. Memory was okay. Park was they, right. Well, they're so lucky to win this game, though. Like, it's it's unusual to not have much to say about the winning team. With St Kilda, it's not because I don't win too many. But no. But, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's a very strange game to talk about. It's very hard to dissect. I mean, look, it's the two bottom, really probably bottom teams having a bit of a fun. And they shouldn't have been that close. Well, it was because that's where both these teams are at, and I I agree. I'm talking but about yeah. St Kilda here. No, just... St Kilda should be way in front. But but look look at the reality though. So many of their top picks are not playing. Yeah. They're all all injured or or you know concussion or heart issues or this taking the cash. Gash or... Just went, ah, I can sit on St Kilda Beach. I'm getting Ooh. paid for this. I'm not naming You'd names. You'd want to get paid to go there. Not naming names. It is a dump. Um, but that's... Yeah, sorry to the St Kilda residents. No, but uh, look, there's not really a lot to kind of get through in this game. I, I don't know. Well, Saints yeah. by a point. Come on. So, Surely you're not Saints and supporters and Gold Coast supporters aren't expecting this to be pretty deep. No, definitely. We've only seen one game from each of them as well. Yeah, exactly. So we'll um, see. We'll, moving, I think. we'll have a little bit more of a detailed discussion on where these two teams are at after I don't know round five, round twenty, Four. round twenty. We'll have a bit of a chat. It'll be the same conversation. Uh, yeah. Sydney Showground GWS versus the Essendon Bombers. Oh, talking about basket cases. One of the worst games I reckon I've ever watched in my whole life. One twelve to forty. Uh, Giants by seventy two. It should have been by one hundred and seventy two. Uh, one dead set, one of the worst games I've ever seen, yeah. ever. It Absolutely. was so crazy if boring. Wa- if it wasn't for Essendon's most deplorable effort I've seen in a long time, I probably would have gone harder at the Saints, even though they won. Mm. What well, Winning by over Gold Coast is not much of a win, but... Anti-climax, embarrassing, insipid performance from a team touted as a no top, four, top four contender. I now, I'm not, well, I, I, for not, a lot of neither people, of us have a lot that, of people yeah. still think oh top eight at least. I hope and yeah. I still think they've got enough talent on the list to now? do it. I'm, I'm very but convinced. if they haven't got the heart and soul to 
carry out instructions and play for each other and play for the jumper and all With that. key stuff. players that were terrible too. Oh. Like, I know Merritt's been heavily smashed throughout the week, but it wasn't just him. Like no. the, this, this was ridiculous. Who stood up for them? Well, name someone. Yeah, I thought I thought McKernan yeah. was pretty average. I thought McDonald just hadn't. Tim and Woody just didn't have any of his explosiveness. Gulfi, I, I I didn't really find much of a shot. Ambrose, I wasn't impressed with at all. Uh, Olme Fantasia, I, I, or Fantasia, he says he wants it to be said Fantasia, so Olme Fantasia. Uh, three points, you know, obviously missed a few shots, but yeah, it was disgusting. Shield. There's not much, there's nothing to take out of this Shield game. Shield got I, smashed by his old teammates. The best thing to do um, would be for Essendon to forget that this happened, come home, reset, uh, and I think this is yeah. one of those sort of games. I don't think there's any point digging yeah, into it. Absolutely. Just wipe it. Start and pretend this this week coming up is round one. I, I think that would be the way to do it. I know you would get some people saying, "Well, how are they gonna, how are they going to learn? How are they going to do that?" No, 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 no. You don't learn anything from well, that. Game. I think going into this game would be also like really damning on their confidence this early in the season as well. If they dissected that game, some of these guys are going to go to the gate. Like this was that bad. Um, yeah. So we'll, I know we want to talk about GWS, but. Yeah, Heppel was okay. I thought Smith was all right. I thought, you know, obviously... Smith... Um, Shield tried against his old side, but... He just got smashed. Had, they just knew his style to, so pretty easily. easily yeah. So they knew where to nullify him. And, yeah, look, Devin Smith, slow, but he, he built into the so game right, as well. I thought it was okay. But we're not... But, yeah. I mean, we're, these are players that you'd expect to say they were really good. They had 28 but this touches. Is the thing, okay. I'm expecting him to yeah. say, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, so, yeah, it was tough. But let's talk about the, the winners. Giants, yeah, I think that's, that's all we're going to say about Essendon. Um, there's, I've literally written in my note, it's pretty much one of the very few things I've written. I've just literally written Bombers look awful. Like, I, I, I just want to forget it. And, and if this happens next week, let, we'll definitely go a lot harder. But right now, let's hope that was an aberration. Because if the Essendon yeah. have... And I saw this. I thought about this today. So they've got. Um, I saw something. Write something about it. They've got Anzac Day, Dreamtime, a lot of marquee games this year. The AFL really need the Dons to be good. And if they're going to play like that, well, yeah, they're, not, they're not, not so good. They're going to be playing Sunday, Sunday afternoon, every game next year. So if that's the case, in Fremantle, in in China, in China, in in, in Jingwan Stadium, yeah. Um, so yeah, look, let's let's forget that. So Coniglio, uh, my man for the Brownlow was amazing. Surely he get the three votes there. Three goals, uh, one behind, thirty-one disposals, seven tackles. Like a disgusting game. No yeah. one should. No one in AAA level should get that that sort of numbers like pretty casually. Like any, he didn't even really go that hard a lot of the time. Like I, no. I it's pretty ridiculous. Just shows how bad. <coughs> bless you. Oh, how bad Essendon are. Uh, Taranto, um, Taranto good, yeah. yeah, he's probably the only player. We love that, Taranto. We, yeah, he might take the three. I, I don't think so. I Surely think uh, Coniglio is unbelievable. And, and uh, funnily enough, yeah, yeah, both uh, our picks for the Brownlow this round showed up and did their hmm. chances no harm at all. I keep forgetting who your pick was. Cripps. It's Cripps, isn't it? Yeah, Cripps yeah. is really good. So, yeah, really good. Taranto was excellent. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was really good. Tomlinson, I mean, yeah, he can run through it. Yeah, Hopper was great. Whitfield, who we Cameron. Really as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, when I was watching, I constantly forget they still have Deledio. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right, he's good. It's because he never played for him. He, barely, he was he's there, like he's there now. Yeah. And the, the thing sure is... Sure looked good. Sure looked good. And the thing is, look at, listen to this list of players that they've got to get, come back into their team. So they get Cali back this week, hopefully. Mm. They've still got to get Ward. Patton, 
Mumford could come back. Green is and only going to get better. Green's only going to get better. I mean, and who was the last one? Sorry, and Bonner. 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 Yeah. yeah. So I mean, Mumford apparently had a pretty good game in the in the knee fall, and did so did Bonner didn't murder so anyone. Didn't, didn't murder anyone. So yeah, no reports. But um, I mean, they're, they're still stacked, and obviously, I think where some of these top line players have left it's actually balanced again balance this team out now you've got some workhorses as well as um, elites and that's what you need if you're going to go deep into finals and win flags you can't just have elite players because you've all got egos and they all want to be the man you can't have 10 the mans on one team you need some guys who are just happy to sit out in the back stands in the senate just Directing traffic left, right, and center, and uh, helping it get in the hands of your elite players when the time is right. So they look really good, and I think they're only going to get better, and they're definitely going to push the Eagles, I think, on the weekend. A couple more things to note because we've got to keep moving. We've yep. already gone an hour and 23. Oh, wow. Uh, on record. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, I think I reckon, I think we did well, We did over two hours before. Uh, Himmelberg. Uh, looks like he's completely ready to take that next step. I've written in my notes. Correct. Yeah, I, he, he, he looks great. Um, I, I think he's he's absolutely ready. And and Davis for me is is easily one of the game's best defenders now, without a doubt. And I, I just don't know. I mean, well, I know he's 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 up. He's playing at GWS. If he was playing in Melbourne at a big marquee club, you'd hear about him constantly. He, yeah, absolutely. And he'd probably have five All Australians along with Rance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he's, I, he's he's a was, star. If he was at a massive club, you'd hear so much more about him. Um, Imagine yeah. what they'd be t- talking talking up if you still at Adelaide. Wow, wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is we we speak about this pretty regularly. But the, the amount of players they've lost. Yeah, um, they'd yeah. be by far the deepest list if all those players had stayed. But you can't keep everyone. Although no. there are some clubs that seem to be able to basically keep everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, Hawthorne. <laughs> Hawthorne don't lose too many. Yeah, true. We uh, just get rid of them. <laughs> you just, you just, your only mistakes really been old mate Vickery. Anyway. Um, no, so we'll, we'll keep moving because this is an, an undiscussable game, uh, undigestible game. It was disgustingly bad. I didn't take many notes because I legitimately was falling asleep. Like, it was so bad. Yeah. So bad. Um, it was unwatchable. Like, it, the, uh, you'd it have was to like be... a practice match. Well, I mean, yeah, it was, it, it, it was, which it, is hard to GWS. Yeah, I mean, it was basically like, I mean, the, the Giants, I, I like watching the Giants play, but I like watching them play a, a proper team. game. Yeah, a football team, not not just running around in circles. Like, training's not that exciting to me. So, for me, like, the Giants, uh, yeah, were, were far, far and away. And they were very good, but they, they had no competition. Uh, into the last game, uh, Frio uh, North. Uh, which was another surprise, but he ran one, often does some of this stuff. This is the thing I had a lot of people say, oh, what a, a lot of surprises. Ran one does often kind of... Maybe not... got no idea. Like, yeah. I heard some people saying, oh, it's a bit hard to get a form line on these teams. No shit, it's round one. It's round one. There's no games. JLT's are like shit. Like, yeah. I, I think it was Nick Rewald, who, to be honest, has been quite good in the media so far, but that was a pretty outrageous comment. I was like, obviously there's no freaking form line. We haven't seen any football for six months. Stadium, but JLT is a joke. It is, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's they, 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 like anyone that thinks it's a serious thing is crazy. And AFLX is not even football. Well, that, that's not. That's even less serious than the JLT. It's not even football. Doesn't well, no, have different, different rules and stuff like that. But this is probably, I mean... Good game. Frio, 141-59. Biggest upset. Massive win. 82 points. First time Ross Lyons gotten a score that big in a bloody, bloody long time. Amazing. 
Uh, they, they were 100 points at three-quarter time. Like, this was just unbelievable. I could not believe it. I was out of the so, dinner. I kept looking at the, looking at the scores, and I didn't look for it in half an hour. I looked back. I was like, holy shit. I thought I was reading the lines wrong. And that's the best thing. Like, they didn't go to sleep in the last quarter, which they could have easily done, and everyone would have gone, oh, that's fine. Another five, five goals no, and two no, points. Yeah, unbelievable. So they just kept but going and going and going and going. And... Fast, like so fast, oh, Fremantle. It God, was, their connections are it was amazing. So good to watch. Good it's pressure. Like, like I've I've been Different super critical. I've been super critical of Fremantle for a long time, in particularly since the two thousand and fifteen grand final. Um, I thought the lead into that was um, diabolical by Ross Lyon, and I thought should we go in there? Well, I just thought it I mean, and, and it didn't get any better from there. It just became no. Nah, Defense, defense, and like... No, it didn't work, yeah. That'd be like having an analog phone still. It just doesn't work on the digital uh, network. It just doesn't work. So um, he's finally changed things up. I think uh, old mate Fife might have had a few words and a few other players, mate, because they've got the talent to run. Hey, old mate, stop coaching for 2005. Yeah, get over the it's lost. Finish. Get lo- get over the lost flag. It's finish. Finish. Get with the program. <laughs> We're not playing Sydney in two thousand and five. No, exactly. Over. It's not tackle, 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 tackle. You got Razor, to run Razor, and score. And that's the, the thing. Now, I mean, flood, flood, you got you got the Hill Boys. You've got Walters. You've got um, some McCarthy. McCarthy. But yeah, I'm talking on? about the speed. The Sorry, jet, yeah. the jet guys on the outside. Um, now it's playing into their hands, and you're seeing five. some. Unbelievable football. So hopefully, hopefully they can continue this. It's a shame on. they haven't got Neil still there because that that's probably the. I mean, I know a lot of people have said, "Oh, it's a shame that Beams." And I've said this too: it's a shame that Beams didn't stay at Brisbane. It's more a shame that oh, mate Neil didn't stay there. But anyway, anyway, two two um, pretty good teams. Uh, yeah, they they look great. Right. So. I, I think Freo legitimately look really good, and I haven't said that in a bloody long. I've said this since pretty much 2015. Um, Ballantyne, the, the injury to Ballantyne is probably the only thing. Bit of a sour, uh, right? bit of a bit of sourness to it. Uh, not ideal, but I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's not too bad. Not too bad. I mean, obviously now there's uh, Jesse Hogan to come back. Wow. Oh well. Yeah. Hogan. And now what do they do? Hogan, do they play him in the waffle? Do they play him in the waffle, or do they bring him in? Oh, look, that'd be silly not to bring him straight in. I think uh, unless. Uh, there's an injury cloud behind under him. Nah, bring him straight in. He can play up the field. I don't. I actually would like to see Tavener, McCarthy, and um, Jesse Hogan all play in the forward line, just to see how it goes. And I'll get to McCarthy in a sec because he is going to be my heat check. Oh wow! But yeah, Jesse Hogan. Good call, yeah. Jesse Hogan. Look, we've seen him play up. Up the field on the mid, uh, on the wing for Melbourne previously. He's got a pretty big tank, and he's such a big body, hard to match up. So look, if it doesn't work with all three of them uh, up the field, and Tabana can sort of move up the field as well after the uh, initial um, restart of play in the six 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 format, he can release himself. So we'll wait and see. But yeah, Freo were really good. Lots of run, lots of carry, big scoring, entertaining. If um, this is the type of football that they're going to bring, they're going to cause a lot of headaches. And I think I might have underestimated their potential this year. Yeah, I think they look really good. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, North looked terrific. That's something else we have to get into, obviously. Like, I'd like to talk more about Fremantle, but we have to talk a little bit about them. Uh, Yeah, they look terrible. Um, A lot of people have got, going back to what you were saying before about people having 
you know, Essendon in the eight. I mean, I didn't put North in the eight, but I've definitely seen quite a few, yeah. uh, you know, pre-season type eights that have them in there. I, I yeah, I'm really glad I didn't because they look pretty bad. No, they look like the team people thought North Melbourne were going to be last year. Yeah. Which were bottom four, bottom is, five. I mean, look, we yeah, again, it's round one, so we've only seen the one game, but it doesn't yeah. look great right now. Goldstein, um, look, I don't know, he was okay. Obviously, I, I think... You know, the, the, the Fremantle Ruck situation, they're going to have to solve a little bit. I don't, I don't see, to be honest, I don't see Sam Lyons playing again. If he does, he won't play much more. Um, but I think, Lob, I thought Lob was pretty good. Lob was good. Uh, I think that's yeah. the thing. People are going, how do they fit all these tools in the forward line? Lob doesn't he, he go in the forward line. He can just stay in the ruck. Ruck, ruck, just ruck. Easy. Do ruck. You, ruck. You, mate, ruck. Ruck. Kick a goal every now and again. Ruck, ruck, ruck. Uh, yeah, so Pollock, uh, I don't know, there, there was there was some highlights out of it, but I mean, there was just some, some pretty average stuff as well. Do you reckon North went over there arrogant, a bit cocky, going, ah, oh, this Freo team's maybe rubbish? Yeah, maybe, and I think I think they thought, well, I don't think they expected McCarthy had five goals in him, I think. No. And five straight, too. I, I yeah, I, I, maybe, don't know, I, I, that's a big possibility. Um, I, I saw them, uh, the whole North team, after the second JLT game at the Adelaide airport, and they all looked dejected after the JLT loss. It was like about half an hour, I haven't told you this yet, it was about 30, 40 minutes after they'd lost the game. And I was like, why do they look so shattered? Like, it was just, it's a busted-ass JLT game. Like, who cares, really? But they all looked shattered. They didn't look, and they were all like, they were, I know this is this seems a bit silly, but they were all like walking separately and not talking to each other and stuff. I don't know. It just looked a bit Look-ahead. funny. It looked funny. I'll they, be honest. They've all got the shits with Scotty. Well, he Surely was walking not. on his own. No one was talking to him. Ooh, he maybe. was walking completely on his maybe own. Maybe he's a, he could be under pressure this year. He's been I there for a long be. time. Well, particularly given that all, all the news, well, not news, but all the the, the kind of word is that uh, Kelly, uh, GWS Kelly, is going to re-sign with the Giants. Because there's been all this talk for so long that, mm. that North are, are, are so certain they're going to get him, but now you, now I'm well, I've heard a bunch of times that he's he's going to stay with the Giants. But anyway, that's, anyway. A, that's a year away. But um, um, those uh, those back to back prelim finals are a long way way now, aren't they for for North? So, yeah. so they, they've got to they've got to really they they they've got to stay relevant. I mean, if they, keep, they if, can't if things, be... if they keep getting terrible crowds. And they keep seeing things go further and further south, and, and numbers going back down again. It it'll come back up again around not not moving Move to, to the Gold Coast. It'll, I'm not. I'm serious. Oh, absolutely. That that's that'll absolutely start to happen. Um, yeah. Whether they can, you know, because people will argue that that, that Melbourne can't sustain that many teams, and I don't want that to happen. I think I'd, I'd really prefer them to stay here, but. Who the hell knows? So, yeah. but it is round one. We don't. We really don't want to Absolutely. be salacious and come up with definitely weird not. Titles, and, and, yeah. and anyone could excuse North Melbourne for for losing round one against Fremantle over there. It's the way they lost and the scoreline. It mm. was brutal, like, brutal. Like two or three goals, you go. Oh yeah, Fremantle's improved. It's always difficult going over to um, WA to to play over there. All that type of stuff. But it was eighty points. Or yeah, what? 82 points. It was the biggest margin in the round. So like, that's the thing. Like all, So much noise was on, because Essendon's a big Melbourne team. So much of the noise, I heard this being discussed today, so much of the noise was around, oh, Essendon got in, getting hammered. North had North, a worse loss. Yeah. But it's because Essendon's a big club. But North, you know. and fun enough, well, North went 9-zip and zip to start of last year, just missed out on finals, 
uh, Ben Brown could have won the Colm, all this other stuff. They've brought in some players to help their outside run, and they looked, again, like they were just standing still most of the game. Yeah. So, yeah, disappointing and uh, not a really ideal way to start. I mean, the team's going to win and the team's going to lose round one, and I, that's just the reality of it. But you don't want to go out there and lose heavily for round one. No. So that's a bit of a look at uh, round one. Um, yeah, we, it's a bit hard to kind of go into too much. I mean, obviously, we did do an, nearly an hour 40. But, we, yeah, in terms of going a bit more heavily into tactics and really specific stuff, there was a bunch of things that both of us noticed. But it's probably not the time to do it right now, particularly given we've only seen one game from each team. But definitely keep checking out the review episodes. They're probably our favorite episodes because it's so much fun to sit there and chat about what's already happened. That's definitely our wheelhouse. And yeah, there's, there's always so much to discuss and we can't wait to chat about the narrative of the season as the season goes on. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Round two kicks off tomorrow, tomorrow night yeah. and another long weekend of footy. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. And massive thanks to Hops to Home. Check out the Beyond the Game uh, episode from this week, which is the preview episode, which will be in this same feed, the audio version of it, at uh, 7.30 on Beyond the Game TV, Facebook, hopstone.com.au. See you later. Enjoy the round two of footy, guys. That's it. Cheers. Bye.